You good? I'm sitting on like two little stools because my chair doesn't fit over here. So big guy, it's little stool. Setup, yeah. Hey, what's up? This is Dave. This is Brandon. And this is Joshua. You are now tuned into PBD Horror. Hey guys, I'm Felissa Rose, Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to PBD Horror. Yeah! Uh, the first thing we're going to go over today will be the streaming Sundays, which are our rotating uh, picks of movies that we just decided to delve into on the streaming site. So these are ones that we haven't seen before. Ones that we haven't really heard of or, you know, kind of just like ones that we always see on the queue and just never get around to. Uh, so, Brandon, you want to start off with your with your pick a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I had chosen The Final Terror, which you can find streaming on Tubi. It's a 1983 slasher film directed by Andrew Davis. You know, a lot of films wanted to ride that Halloween and Friday the 13th wave, you know, and they all just got caught up in that hype, you know, and got called copycats. And so they really didn't get a lot of attention, a lot of attention that they deserved. And they were like overlooked. But, you know, I think the final terror was, you know, it to me, like the, the cover to that film, it, it looked a little cheesy. But I was like, you know what, I'm, let me just give this a try. Let me check it out. Let me see what it's about. It's actually about, you know, a group of kids going camping in California and the Redwoods. And so, uh just a lot of like crazy shit going on and um it's a fun ride you know what i mean i enjoyed it i thought it was a cool film it definitely slept on you know i never never watched it before and so like i, I love that we we can give attention to films that you know we never seen before and kind of like show other viewers something something new something different and so you know that was definitely a film that i enjoyed you know so i don't really want to give a lot away you know, but definitely if you're a big fan of like Friday the 13th and like uh, The Burning, you'll probably definitely love this film. It's nice. a lower budget, but definitely you guys check it out. Have you guys seen it before? No, no. I actually never even heard of it. You know, yeah. what? I, I thought it was interesting. I was looking at um I was looking at that post and I was like, oh, that cover looks familiar. So I scrolled down yeah. a little bit and it's like the same format of uh, a cover of the um, New York Ripper that I had done. Like the, no, okay, yeah. like the writing yep. on the poster looks exactly the same. I'm like, oh, that's where it's from. But um, yeah. no, it sounds cool. I actually, I think I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's definitely worth it, man. It's um, now in my queue. Like yeah, definitely. Like I said, we're not getting paid from Tubi, but hey, here we go. It's, it's streaming on Tubi, so check it out. <laughs> Maybe you guys will like it, but, you know, hey. Tubi, uh, if you're looking for, you know, somebody to sponsor, we're just saying. So I took a, I took a page out of your guys' books. I picked the movie off of Tubi as well, um, which is actually, you know, I, I think I overlooked Tubi a lot, so I just decided recently I'm going to give it a, you know, give it a shot and uh, find some weird ones on there. So I found one called uh, Don't Go in the Woods, dot, 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 alone. Um, this is a 1981 slasher. I read the description. I was like, oh, this is all me right here. It's a, uh, you know, slasher in the woods. Um, typical eighties. The, the one thing I like, uh, for me was a lot of the kills were like, um, implied. So like almost like Friday, the early Friday, the 13th ones where it's like Jason stabs and then the camera goes to like an, something else or something. But then uh, at the end, it, um, it picks up the gore. There's definitely some crazy scenes in there. And the killer is just simply uh, called Maniac from what I could find because I couldn't find a name for him. Um, but he's <laughs> like this crazy um, woodsman that like has some kind of necklaces draped on his head and looks absolutely bizarre. I'm actually, I'm going to use him for one of the uh, upcoming profile of a killer posts because he's definitely worth showing off. He's pretty funny looking. Um, but I, I know I asked you guys right before. Is we that started. an 80s film? What is it? Did that come out in the eighties, Dave? Yeah, it was eighty-one. Eighty-one. So yeah, I was gonna. I yeah, know I you think, guys. I think I saw that like a long time ago. I think there's a a newer version of it, or something, or another movie called "Don't Go in the Woods" that might be from like twenty ten or something like that. Because um, when I was looking it up, I found that a bunch, 
And then there's also Don't Go Fuck in the Woods, which I've never seen, but I know that's... Yeah, that's the one I was talking to you about earlier. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Don't Fuck in the Woods. That was actually a pretty crazy movie. I liked it. That's what I heard. Um, Is that a porn? uh, Oh, and then it it was my pick, right? On the streaming? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say... I did Bone Box. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally cut you uh, off. That's all right, man. I was just going to say, I would definitely recommend Don't Go Alone in the Woods. Go in the Woods Alone. Uh, if you like slashers and you like 80s movies, it's it's all of that. So definitely something I would uh, tell people to go watch, and it's on Tubi. Go ahead, Josh. Sorry. Cool. I uh, thanks, man. The uh, I picked Bone Box. Uh, I know you guys were riding me the last couple of years because I don't watch new films. So this year I was like, I'm gonna watch all 2020 films. Um, so that's what I did. I watched a 2020 Bone Box. And, uh, you know, it started out, it was pretty decent. It was about a grave robber. And then uh, the stuff he steals from the people, like, they they haunt him, which was pretty cool. And uh, what really made the movie was the actors. Uh, Jamie Burton, that was in it, uh, she's pretty good. I, I really like her stuff. And um, she didn't have a big role, but it was pretty good. And then, uh, who was it? Uh, Maria Olsen. That's it. I wrote it down just to make sure. Maria Olsen is incredible. And to see her like range of characters that she can do. Um, she played like the old grandmother in this and she was super creepy. So that pretty much made the whole film for me. Um, just her acting alone. <laughs> so it, I'm sure it's not the best film in the world, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. So there you go. And that was on uh, Netflix. Oh, and to Netflix. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was on Tubi too. I, I, I know it was on a couple. It might be on Amazon as well. I know it's like one of those films that was on like everything. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely so have to check that go. out. I haven't seen it. Yeah, and then uh, that brings me to my stuff next. Was so bad it's good. Um, I'll just get into that. I don't know if it's your first time listening. We always I I love really bad horror movies, so that's where this came from. Something that's so bad you watch it repeatedly. Um, and I got a couple of them. Pool Party Massacre, I did. Uh, that was from 2015, 2017, 18, somewhere 20, around there. I want to say it was 2017, but I could be wrong. Yeah, dude, I, I, I never heard of it. So I like I just watched it, and I was like blown away. Um, it was obviously low budget, but it was so well done. Uh, it was a slasher film, and the guy just picked random tools and, like, got them all bloodied and put them back. And the, the kills were awesome. Uh, the guy, the, the beard in that, not as good as mine. But uh, it was up there, man. He had a cool beard. So that alone is worth, you know, the price of admission. Um, but apparently a lot of people really like the film. Uh, it's got a big cult following, and I had no idea. But man, it was, it was, if you like slashers, it, 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 it's on par, man. Josh, I was just going to say, I think another reason why it seems to be getting a lot of attention is it keeps popping up on prime. Um, like when you're scrolling through, like if you watch horror movies, I think it's one of those that is, it keeps getting like suggested. So I, it came up a couple of times on mine when I was going through, I almost watched it. Um, but I wasn't brave. You should. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's got a lot of girls in bikinis, too, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> if you're I into it. <laughs> if you're into it, I'm just saying. Because uh, doink. What's up with the doink? How come How come you're Dave Too Hottie and I'm doink? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you're forgetting this is an audio podcast, so people can't see. So we're on we're on oh. Zoom right now. <laughs> we weren't able to get together tonight. And uh, Josh has been named Doink on our Zoom. Brandon is uh, Big Papa Pump, and I'm Davey Too Hotty. <laughs> Those right, are go ahead, you guys got cool names. So do you, Doink. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm thinking wrestler, like Dave Too Hotty and Doink the Clown. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, which brings me to my You're next movie. Your partner. Karis Hell. Karis Hell came out uh, just recently, right? Like 2015, 2016. I wrote it down oh, yeah, so I can check. See, 2015-ish. Uh, if you haven't seen Karis Hell, it's awesome. This unicorn's on a carousel. It comes to life and jumps off the carousel and goes on a murderous rampage and kills everybody. 
Uh, the kills are awesome. Like, he stomps on people. He gets a bow and arrow and starts shooting people for some reason. But he never, like, moves. He's always stuck in this position. And he talks. And there's even a sex scene with the unicorn. So that, like, made the whole film, right? Josh, can I ask you a question? What? Why does this happen? What are you talking about? <laughs> that's why. That is right up there. That is like cinematic history right there. That's that's almost up there with The Godfather. All right. No, I mean, why does why does this happen the at all? Like, why does the why does the horse come off the carousel? Uh, for revenge. Uh, some kid who's a punk ass kid. He's kicking him and you know acting like an ass to the little unicorn, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you, you son of a bitch!" Oh. And he jumps off and goes on a murderous rampage. Um, Makes total sense. <laughs> it, it does. It does. You guys gotta watch it, man. Oh it's the best God. movie ever. Josh, I Come can't on, believe this is in my life. And then that's so, going by without seeing this. The hero is uh the sheriff of the park with the big like uh mascot head, and he comes out like, hey, I'm gonna shoot you up, cowboy. Super awesome. Wait, Super why is he awesome. wearing a mascot Absolutely. head? What's that? Why is he wearing a mascot head? I don't know. <laughs> Why is your name Dave too hottie? <laughs> I don't ask questions. Okay. I just want to see the unicorn have sex with the hot girl. All right. There you go. <laughs> whatever, whatever floats your boat, man. Whatever you're into. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely worth it. All right. I'm telling God. you guys, you got to check it out. All right. All right. It's on, it's on the list. It's on the Next list. movie it's... night. Next movie night. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to prioritize Pool Party Massacre over Karis Hell. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, you don't want to have a double feature. Oh, you're right, Brandon. You're right. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to do that, Dave. You yeah. Sure? You know what? Oh, I think, I think I have. I think I know that what I'm going to do. Carousel. There's a beer called Unicorn Farts, and I think that needs to be beers <laughs> and scares right there. So, beers thank you, scares, Josh. Huh? That's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. So, um, I guess that kind of gives me a little transition into uh, the beers and scares, my segment where. I uh, on Friday nights I pair up movie that I'm watching with a beer that it, I try to like get there to be some kind of like um, reasoning behind the pairing, but that's not always possible. Um, but I actually had a couple of good ones uh, the last two weeks. So um, the first one I did was uh, the film Ghost Stories, uh, which is a British horror film, and I paired that with um, a Portland brewery called Banded Brewing and their beer called Ghost Window, which was a Saison that was aged in gin barrels. Um, so this is like, you know, a peppery Saison, but then it's got like some gin flavor, uh, flavor to it. But it was actually super smooth. I love that beer. Um, Ghost Stories. Brandon, I know you've seen this. Josh, have you seen it? Uh, I think so. All right. I think I, you yeah. did, I, I, think, I think you did, Josh, because I had that. I think when it came on, like 2018, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got yeah, Martin Freeman I know it, in it. It made my it made my top. Yeah. Ten or what was it? Top ten. We did that. Yeah. 2018. It definitely. I, yeah. It was, it was a good movie. I enjoyed yeah. it. So this it was interesting bad. because it's not a typical horror movie. It's not. It like the beginning. Like there's parts that they look like they're like really trying to go for scary. Then there's parts that are kind of trying to go for almost funny horror, like the um, the kid that had he fe he felt like he had like some kind of mental illness or something, and then they go into his his ghost story, and then that thing was almost like silly, but it was like in a good way. And then um, the yeah. last one was just kind of like freaky with Martin Martin Freeman segment, and then they do this big twist at the end, which the twist I could have done without. I'm gonna be honest with you, um, and I'm not gonna yeah. spoil spoil the end for everybody. But it was one of those ones where it's almost kind of like an eye roll, like, oh, of course. But I did appreciate how they tied everything together in the movie. Um, it's definitely a well-made film. I, I got to say that. And Martin Freeman is a very underrated actor. So he was also recently in that. Well, I shouldn't say recently. It was a couple of years ago now. He was in Cargo, which is like a zombie film that was pretty unique. That's on Netflix. Um, what's that movie everybody knows him from? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, I think it was okay. that he kind of got him popular, but he was, he's been around for a while. He was actually the original, I could be wrong, but he was in the British office and he played like Jim's character, the American Jim. He was that character in the British office. That's how I used to know him. Um, but he's a great actor. So I definitely would recommend ghost stories with that kind of knowing ahead of time that like the ending might, you're either going to 
say, okay, I like this, or you're going to absolutely hate it. Um, the last uh, Beer and the Scares I did was Lord of Illusions, Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions. Um, and I was drinking another Portland brewery, Battery Steel, which I love. Uh, their Looming Illusion, which is a fruited ghost, which is kind of like a sour um, with vanilla. Delicious, super delicious beer. Um, this was my first time watching Lord of Illusion. So I know that movie's obviously an older film. It's been around for a while. And it's kind of a cult classic. Um, I loved it. I think it's a great movie. Um, I don't know what took me so long to watch it, to be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. It's got Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap. So right there, you can't go wrong. Um, but what I don't know. Have you guys seen the, seen Lord of Illusions? I'm assuming you both have. No, I have not seen that. Is it on? What's the streaming on? It's on Tubi which I was also surprised okay. about. I should mention Ghost Stories is streaming on Hulu. Um, but yeah, yeah Lord, Lord of Illusions is on Tubi. It's a great film. It's kind of like a mix of cult, of uh, like it, there's a cult that's going around, there's magic, there's a uh, detective story. Um, Famke Jensen, is that her name? Famke? I don't know how to Famke, say it. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's in it. I didn't realize that. Um, okay. Good film. Yeah, I definitely would check it out. Josh, you said you saw it? That was a, yeah, that's one of those films that, like, when it came out, it was super awesome. It was it was really uh, – I can't remember if it was independent or not, but I remember when it came out, and I was super excited to see it, and I loved it. Everyone was like, oh, it was such a great film, and then you never heard of it again. Yeah. It was one of those films where it came out, and everybody was like, this is awesome, and then – you know, it was like, ah, like 20 years later, everybody's like, oh, remember that film? Oh, no. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of a shame because it's such a good film. It's I, um, really good. I feel like Clive Barker films get overlooked a lot for some reason. And I think it's yeah, because they're a, little, they're a little uncomfortable to watch. He has a lot of elements of like, I don't know, there's just weird scenes that make you feel sort of dirty when you watch them. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's why, like, even if you like the film, it's, like, hard to go back and revisit. Um, even Hellraiser kind of has a little bit of that edge for me where, I'm like, I like Hellraiser movies, but I don't ever think to, like, go and watch one again or something. I don't know. There's something about Clive Barker movies that have, like, this really dark, um, dirty feeling to the, to me, at least. Um, but I definitely, this is one I can't believe i haven't seen before. So I was glad to watch it. And like I said, both, both of those breweries are in Portland, Maine. Um, I was just up there recently. That's why I have all these Portland, Maine beers, delicious okay. battery steel and banded brewing. Check them out. And those are my beers and scares. All right. So now we're going to step into uh slept on Saturday. I had chosen the film nine, seven, six evil. It's a 1988 film directed by Robert England. And a lot of fright night fans, you know, you, you're going to see Stephen Jeffries. He's going to be the star of the film. Uh, AKA Evil Ed. It's about two cousins, Spike and Hoax. One's cool, one's not. They both use this fortune hotline that's ran by the devil. And um, Hoax gets possessed by the devil during everything because, you know, Sp you know, Spike is that cousin that just protected him in school all the time. And, you know, Hoax is always just getting beat up by the kid, like the bullies in school. And so, you know, he used the hotline and like the devil possessed him and he was able to sit back and like fight against all the bullies and everything and it become cool uh you know it was always one of those films that stuck out to me when i was younger i love the films that always stick out with some like cool covers you know because it's like i can sit back and think like damn this this film i don't know what this film's gonna be you know but just this cover art is just it's, it's speaking to me you know and it's like, you know, it was always something that, like, I would always sit back and say, I want to rent this. But, you know, I was able to rewatch that the other day, and it still holds up. So I I enjoy that film. So have you guys seen it before? No, I was going to ask you, where did you watch it? Because uh, I couldn't find it. Yeah. I can only find it. Yeah, it's not, it's not streaming anywhere. So I had rented it on um, on my Apple TV. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you can get it on, like, Amazon and everything like that. I think it was, like, three ninety nine to rent. So, Josh? I don't, I don't know if you guys know, uh, I'm pretty sure that's where um, Robert England met his wife on the set of that film. Oh, yeah? I didn't know that. There's a completely useless fact that will never get me anywhere in life. Actually, part two is streaming on um, Prime. On Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's not as good as the first one, 
though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you that I right there. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you, you might watch the second probably, one? <laughs> yeah, you could probably add that to it's so bad it's not good. Ah, <laughs> uh, that sucks. <laughs> I've seen plenty. It, it, no, it's so bad. Yeah. Why'd you make yeah. this? <laughs> Yeah, I keep seeing it uh, show up, and I, but I'm like, I got to see the first one before I watch it. So, yeah, yeah, you guys would like it. I think you yeah, enjoy it. I definitely am going to keep a keep an eye out for it. All right. Um. So the other the other pick that we did for Slept on Saturday was the 2010 Mexican horror film We Are What We Are. Uh, Brandon, you let me borrow this actually, so that's how I yeah. even saw it. Um, this was a movie about a family and. All right, I'm just gonna. I haven't seen this since like 2010, so I, I'm kind of going yeah. off my, some memory, and I then I had to refresh my memory on you know Google. So um, it's about a family. I guess their father uh, recently has died, and they're trying to carry on this tradition um, that you you know something's up the whole film, but it's like not revealed right away what the tradition is. Is that? I mean, am I right about that, Brandon, or is that just my incorrect memory? I feel like you didn't oh, that, know until later. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. All right. So, I, all right. My memory is right then. Um, so, I remember like really, really, really enjoying this film. Um, it kept me captivated because I was like not really sure what was going on. You, you really start to like the family and really want whatever it is that they're trying to do. You want them to succeed. And then you find out they're cannibals. And that is what their whole tradition has to do or their ritual is about cannibalism. Um, so, yeah, very, very cool film. Um, I really was like for foreign films, this sticks up, sticks out to me as one of the ones that I enjoyed. Um, you know, if I was looking at it, like a top 10 of my foreign films, I would say this was up there for foreign horror for sure. Um, I know there was a remake somewhat recently that's streaming everywhere. Don't get it confused with the remake. I've never seen the remake. I can't speak upon it. Uh, no, what? I actually, I did see the remake and I don't think I liked it. Um, I don't think it was the exact same though. So yeah, yeah, this is not not a surprise. A lot, a lot of remakes, not that great. Yep. Um, for some reason, this was like along uh, at that time where they were like, they felt like they had to make an American remake for every foreign film and it just doesn't translate the same. The energy is usually different. The vibes it's like when they made a remake for inside and martyrs, it's like, why are you doing that? You know? Um, but yeah, yeah, we are what we are. Um, I did find it. I think it's streaming on prime, or somewhere it's streaming. So you can definitely check it out. Just like I said, make sure it's the 2010 uh, Mexican horror film, not the American. You guys got to let me get my borrow on. I, I got to see that. Uh, once I saw the post, I was like, how come I haven't seen this? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely got to watch that. Yeah. Check it out, Josh. Yeah, yeah, oh, you like it. Sp- speaking of remakes, that takes me to monster Monday, right? That's that's next. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I did uh, the remake of little shop of horrors. So uh, I don't know if you guys know I'm allergic to remakes. They make me ill, uh, but I really like this one. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I really like this one. I, I just, I love uh, Little Shop of Horrors. The music's great. Um, I remember one of my old bosses, uh, somehow it came up and we started singing the tunes and he did like a whole musical, uh, whatever it was like, remember that? movie that people used to go see where all the people were in their bras and panties and they throw bread and crap like that and do the time warp and all that. Uh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Rocky Rocky Hour Hour Picture Picture Show. Show. Yeah, the Rocky Hour Picture Show. Yeah. But I never made it through one. I fell asleep every time, but uh, he he wanted to start a cult thing where he shows that film and throws stuff at the screen when people get eaten and all kinds of stuff. I thought it was the best idea ever. One of my all-time favorite films, uh, one of the first films I watched with my son when he was getting into scary movies, just a great film. And it's got Rick Moranis and like, well, I think James Belushi was in there. Like it, it had a, like a really big cast of people. Josh, um, have you seen the, you've seen the original too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you prefer the remake over the original? Uh, yes. Yes. It was the only remake. Um, I think the music was really awesome. Um, I think it was done so tongue in cheek that it just made it better, uh, as opposed to worse. Uh, usually I'm a big, like, I'm a big original guy. 
but that one uh, I I kind of like the remake better. So that's probably the only film. Yeah, the only film. I I've seen the original like a million times when I was younger. Um, so I have a soft spot for that one, but yeah, this was definitely a really fun film. So who was better in the dentist scene? There's the real question. Who was better in the dentist scene? I'd have to watch them both again because it, it's it's been ages since I've uh-huh. seen either. But yeah, I don't know. We should do that. We should do that. Uh, it was Jack Nicholson, and then uh, yes. oh, I forgot the other guy's name. It was so good, so good. Uh, both of them. I but love anyway. Jack Nicholson in that scene, though. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Wasn't that the best scene? I, I think that scene takes it in the original, but the remake, it's still good. So there you go. All right. So next we're going to get into uh, Kill of the Week and uh, my Survivor Series. So the Kill of the Week, I had chosen like the bar fight from the 1996 film From Dust Till Dawn, directed by Robert Rodriguez and written by Quentin Tarantino. Like to me, like growing up and just watching that film, you know, there was it was so crazy, you know, uh, with the bar fight and all the vampires and everything going going on. Because at first, I was just watching that film. I'm like, what the hell is this movie about? Because it it it, it like kind of dragged a little bit. And so then when the vampires started to come, I was just like, holy shit! And so like that bat, that fight scene always stuck out of my head. So you got people like George Clooney, Tom Savini, Selma Hayek, you know, Fred Williamson, just just battling these vampires and everything like that. I just always thought it was cool. So that, that was my choice for the week, for the uh, kill of the week. It's crazy I that none of those actors ever amounted to anything. <laughs> I, I, George Clooney, come on, ER. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's like a, <laughs> the biggest name actor uh, right there. That's actually pretty insane for a horror film. So that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy, you know. Yeah. And I remember watching that film, man. It was just because back in the day, you remember the black boxes? Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, so it would like always be on TV and I just like, I'm like all right, let me check this out. I would just sit there and watch it. I'm just like, oh man. I've never seen it. What? I love that movie. I, wait, you never saw it? What no. the fuck? No, I have never seen it. Oh wow. Hey, it's yeah, that movie's so show. good. Tom Savini, you gotta see it. Tom Savini yeah. has like a dick gun. Like yeah. he's just sitting there all of a sudden, boom, a gun comes out. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's I, I always hear about that. Yeah. Hey, if you gotta watch it. Oh, man. it's like Cinematic history, man. Uh, but you know what? George Clooney didn't do any horror movies after that. I watch Old Brother Where I Dow. Totally not exactly no. what I was thinking it was. Like, <laughs> I was very upset. Yeah. yeah, but also, I remember posting, like, what, last year that Quentin Tarantino had said, like, you know, his next film, he wants to go back into horror. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm definitely on the lookout for that. So, that's yeah, cool, man. So the, yeah, that was such yeah. a good film. Such a good film. Yeah, I just rewatched it a few yeah. times. I watched it like twice, like um, and it definitely holds up to this day. So, Dave definitely need to check that out. All right. And then so next we're gonna get into Survivor Series. This week I had chosen uh, Leah Cabot and Dennis Gilder from Christine. You know, I always thought it was that was a cool film, and it, that definitely still holds up to this day. And um, just what the, those guys been through in that film, you know, when you're, when your best friends going through something like, you know I mean? It's kind of like me and me and Dave, when we're sitting here recording with Josh and running this page, you know, he's always going through something. And so it's like, we, <laughs> so we have to sit back and, and uh, try to help him up. You know, Josh can be an asshole at times, kind of like Arnie. So, uh, you know, kind of sticks out here. And I, I enjoy that film. You know what I mean? I thought it was always cool. And one of our followers um, kind of put that out there that, you know, it was um, her favorite um, Stephen King film, you know, yeah. from from his uh, from his books. So it definitely, definitely sticks out, you know. It's like when you guys think about you, that Brandon, it's like when we're always like, why is Josh keep sending us pictures of him in these crazy sunglasses? Like, what's going on with this guy? Yeah, well, keep doing it. Up, man? We've been through so much because of him. Uh, I think I think it's his fucking car fucking with him, man. I don't know. <laughs> his car is making him think he's cool. <laughs> um, dude, Christine has the best theme song. I love yeah. the theme song to Christine. That is yep. classic. I love it. I got I gotta so, say I was pretty impressed when you picked it. Like that's a that's a really good pick, man. That was, oh, yeah. that, was well, that, 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 really t- that that means a lot to me, Josh. That 
you you like my picks. You know what I mean? That means a lot to me. It sounds like he's saying he didn't think you were capable of it. Yeah, I, think he does. I don't think he likes my my uh, my content. I don't think. Oh, I, I think that's content. what he's saying. It's all right, though. It's I'm cool. jealous because you have videos and I don't. Like, where's the video of the unicorn having sex? Come on. You I think we'll get, get video. Fucking kicked off fucking, we'll get kicked off social media. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get video on a phone from the 1991, uh, you know? It's like your 1991 <laughs> Apple. You did it with Psycho Sisters, remember? You put oh. up a Psycho Sisters scene on our story one time or something. Yeah. I don't know how you did that. Did actually, you're right. No, that was me filming my TV because it's a VHS, but yeah. <laughs> nah, I had to get Psycho gosh. Sisters in there. I knew that was going to happen. Psycho fucking sisters. Gosh, gosh, we will let you have a whole episode about Psycho Sisters as long as we don't have to talk about it every week. <laughs> For the rest of the year. I'm down. I'm down with that. I'm down with it. <laughs> a full episode. I want that written down, guys. I want that written down. Nah. All right. Back to real movies. Um, <laughs> real movies. <laughs> Brandon, right. uh, director of the week, man. I love that you're doing this this sequence. So tell us about these. All right. So f- for the first director of the week that I had chosen was Brian Usner. You know, he had he had films like Society, The Dentist, and uh, everyone probably doesn't know this, but you know, Return of the Living Dead Three. You know, I, like I told you guys before, you know, that was always a film. To me, like I did, I always seen that film on TV, and not even knowing what the fuck the, the title of that movie was, because I would sit back and I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? And then when I found out that it was Return of the Living Dead three, I'm like, you know, this this movie has nothing to do with the 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 um the first two films, you know, because the first two films kind of had that little horror comedy to it. Yeah. And this was more serious romantic story, and it was something different. It was definitely different. I I, I enjoy his work. You know, and so, yeah, there's definitely those are definitely some films that stick out to me. And uh, what do you guys think about those films? I was I was gonna tell you because I know for a few weeks we had been talking about Return of the Living Dead three because I had never seen it. Um, I ended up watching yeah. it. It is it's definitely definitely a good film. I'm glad I went back to it because I had seen the beginning a ton of times yeah. when I was a kid. Like you were saying with the black box that used to always be on Showtime or something or Showtime or HBO. Yeah, I would like as a kid mm-hmm. I would go and try to watch uh, those stations, and it would come up, and I would always see that you know the the zombie they're doing the tests on, and he's wearing like the little like yeah he's wearing like a little cloth the fucking wrap. metal rods. I hated that guy. So when I was a kid, I always yeah. change it right away. I was like, that guy's gross looking. <laughs> no, um, but I'm glad I went back and watched it because it's actually yeah. a good film. Um, what else did you say? Society. That's that was a fun one. It's gross, fun. Um, what was yeah. the other one you said he, he did? Uh, the Dentist. Oh, The Dentist. I just watched that one again recently. And that's, yeah. oh my God, Corbin Burnson is a crazy man in that film. Yes. Right, Josh? I know you Dude, probably that. Yeah. I told you about that, right? I told you it was a great movie. Yeah. Told yeah. you. The Dentist was awesome. I have it on my list to watch this. One of the unsung slashes. Yeah, you're right. I, I didn't know he directed part three. They the only the only thing I remember was the girl with all the stuff stuck in her, uh, when she was like, "I need yeah. to feel pain, dude." That yeah. I remember watching that. I was like, "Whoa, that's awesome!" So I mean, I was probably like twelve years old, you know, like seeing a half naked chick with stuff glass sticking in her face and stuff and her boobies. I was like, "Oh my god, that will ne- that." That probably shaped my entire teenage years right there. Says a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. a lot. And oh yeah, shout out to Nick Benson, because he's uh he did the special effects on society. You know, so ah. Nick ben- shout out to Nick Benson, friend of the show. So uh yeah, yeah so next I want to step into my next director. Frank Hennenlauter. Case brain damage and Frankenhooker. Josh, I'm pretty sure you're really in tune with Frankenhooker. <laughs> what do you think about that film? Oh, I love that film. Yeah, I think I did. I make a post about that film for so bad it's good. No, you did. Um, you did. You did the other thing. Your uh, your icon, horror icon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Frankenhooker versus Frankenberry. That's what it was. <laughs> Frankenberry. Oh, Frank oh my god, dude! And then oh, last man. week you just referenced Count Chocula. I mean. 
got a theme going here. You're hey, you're a serial. You leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. But yeah, it was he, he he made some great films, you know, brain damage, you know. Uh a few weeks ago we if you if you've never seen that film, you know, we had it on uh, Joe Bob. Yeah. The last drive in, you know. That was fun. It, was, it was pretty yeah, you know, so it's definitely he he makes films that you can definitely go back and check out that definitely hold up to this day, that definitely made things like kind of weird at the time back then. I know a lot of people probably like, what the fuck is this? You know? And so, yeah, if you've seen the content on the page, you know, you can sit there and see, he had an interview with Joe Bob back in the eighties when, um, when the film was released, you know? So definitely, if you haven't seen any of his films, check them out. Did he do the basket case sequels too? Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, I you know you know really, what I he did all of them. Yeah, you know what I love about uh, brain damage is the guy from Basket Case makes an appearance in Brain Damage. <laughs> he, there's a scene on the subway and he's holding the basket. Yeah, and that's awesome. I love how it's like that. You know, it's like a Stephen King universe or whatever. I love that yeah, universe when yep. characters cross like uh, cross mingle in in their other movies. I, I think that's yeah. so fun. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a scene where a guy has a basket on the subway. Yep, I uh, definitely enjoy his films. Wouldn't that so be cool if, if they still did that in films? Um, I guess like M Night Sorry, Shyamalan Brandon. is like our closest right now with everything like, co- like the Shyamalan universe or whatever it is. All right, so we're gonna jump into this kids' choice. Uh, with Ava, she picked Scream. It's like her favorite franchise films. So she enjoys it. It's definitely one of the films that she can always just watch, you know, and enjoy, you know, saying, Dad, I'm getting ready to watch Scream. You want to watch it with me? And it's, you know, hey, I'll throw it on. And she kind of likes watching the, uh, what was it, the little TV show that they had, too? Have no. you guys watched that before? No. I think I, I kept telling myself I was funny when I didn't. I can't. I couldn't do it. I probably watched, like, the first first episode, and I really couldn't get into it. But it's funny. It was always that, um, I guess, the killer in that. And that show, his name's uh, Brandon James. <laughs> so, yeah. like, uh, so you're like, oh, it's Dad, you're, you're a killer in this show. I'm like, this show is fucking corny. You know, I don't know. Like, the mask to me is, you know what I mean? From the original to that mask, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. So, uh, for the next choice, we had Xavier. He chose Halloween. You know, it's definitely one of the, his favorite films, too. After Jaws, you know, so, you know, Michael Myers. Oh, why are you bringing that fucking mask out, man? I have, I have the screen mask. I think the uh, Brandon show. James. That, that's isn't this from the show? That, yeah, it's the show. That's right, dude. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, cool. Hey, that's not even the screen mask, man. That's like heme. That's a heme mask. You know, I'm cool with the kids, man. It's I'm like cool the with the kids. <laughs> Not like how cool are how cool are you with the kids? Not like a weird way, just like they they think I'm cool and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? The show is over. All right, yeah. So, like I said, we were talking about uh, Halloween. So, Dave, that's also you one of your favorite films. What do you want to talk oh, about? Yeah. That? Yep, I love it. Halloween, so like X Man loves Halloween, huh? Yeah, he, so he picked Halloween. I gotta, I gotta say, Xavier has grown up quite a bit because I remember a period of time where he was very afraid of like every horror movie that was ever made, except for Jaws, and now he's picking Halloween. What did he pick? Uh, oh, uh, Strangers. Strangers. This guy, yeah. he's grown up right before our eyes. Yeah, I would always bust his balls about that. I'm like, your, your, your younger sister likes better movies than you. No, she does not. Little so, Kyle Kuzma's growing up. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. So it's cool. You know, they're probably, I think they're probably watching something now. And I, I, they finished watching, um, what was it? They watched Strangers again. They were just sitting there watching yeah. that. And I, I'm, they're probably in the room right now watching I think, another horror movie. I got, I got to say, I think Strangers is like one of the better things that's happened for the younger generation of horror fans because it's opened yeah. so many like outlet. Like since kids obviously have access, even whether it's appropriate for kids or not, 
Like they have all yeah. the kids are able to watch it. And I think it's given them an appreciation for sci-fi and horror that maybe they didn't have before. And now I feel like maybe they're branching out and watching other things because of it. So yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, I also think it's really cool that your kids are watching like Halloween, like original ha- Halloween. Yeah. That's cool. Like, that, you know, he's not just watching like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Nothing wrong with that. If you like Rob Zombie's Halloween, but yeah. it's, like for a kid to a and nowadays to appreciate a movie from the seventies. I don't know. That's, it feels like that's like yeah. not that common anymore. So that's cool. So I give him a lot of props for that. And I give Ava. Yeah, props I yeah. And we were talking about that too last time, because I remember when me and you went to go see the 2018 Halloween yeah. down in Salem. So um, we had seen it early before it came out. So the day that the film came out, what was that October 18th? Yeah. So we had gone to check it out. I had taken I had taken both of them to watch it. And so after it was over, I had asked them, I said, what do you guys think about it? Did you guys like it? And it was just like, nah, no, we didn't like that. And so I was kind of like, yeah, you guys are right. You know what I mean? I think that <laughs> film, I just didn't like it. You know what I mean? It, made you it doesn't have replay value. And so ever since that day, you know, when I had talked to them about that film and they said they didn't like it, I was like, all right, I, I accept that. I can accept that. Yeah, because you know, at the same time, I didn't, I didn't really care for it. I think that it was more of just the experience that we had. Yeah, we watched that. For. It was definitely yeah. it was cool because, like, our nostalgia for like they had a lot of throwback um, nods to the original, yeah. which I loved. Um, but yeah, seeing it in the theater, seeing it with people that were part of making it, gave it a whole different experience for us. And I think I was so caught up in that as like they could have shown me complete trash and i was still like too, like, too excited to say whether to yeah. make, like, a formed opinion about it but yeah definitely yeah. all right man so those are the kids picks i love them gotta you're raising those kids right man <laughs> scream Halloween, <laughs> strangers those, they're on the right track for uh for murder so <laughs> <laughs> all right so that brings us to our next segment, which is when we turn the lens and we focus on what you guys pick. So this is the follower pick of the week. This is uh, when I come up with a question and I'll let you guys tell me what film you want us to feature, what one you feel is the best in whatever category the question is. Um, so our first one I was going to talk about was a couple of weeks ago I did the best backwoods film or AKA best uh, lost in the middle of nowhere film. Uh, there was definitely some good uh, votes for this, some good picks, but our, our winner ended up being Wrong Turn, which I know is one of Brandon's favorite franchises. So um, yep. that was definitely a great pick. Um, I was actually really shocked because when I threw it out there, I was I had Wrong Turn in my mind, but then the first person who voted said Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I was like, oh God, everyone's going to vote for that one. I didn't even think of that. Um, and that's such an obvious pick that... Uh. Um, but then like every person after that started saying wrong turn. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Brandon, you're a huge fan of this franchise, right? Yeah, it's definitely one of my guilty pleasures for the franchise. Cause you know, the first film definitely stands out the most. And then from there on out, it just gets cheesy, but you know, it just, it turned into that re- new release every October that I was always looking forward to. And then it just stopped after part six and, it, and that hurt me, you know, so <laughs> that hurt me a lot. I'm like, I, I, I now it's like every October, I'm like, where the fuck's the wrong turn? You know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, come on, like, let's keep it going. But it's definitely a series that, you know, the kills definitely stand out. And um, I had just recently gone back and watched part two, because after watching part one, when the first release and then watching part two, you're kind of like, what the fuck is this? This film is like fucking trash because the first one, you have that, you know, big box office smash. Yeah. And then the second one, straight to DVD, you know? And so... With part two with Henry Rollins? The, um... What is it? The little commander guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they did that, um... That kind of like a Survivor show TV series for that one. And then so, that, like, that one was kind of like, what the fuck are they doing? But, you know, as the series continued to go on, you know, it was kind of like, all right, yeah. Like the kills just kept getting better, and so everyone sit back and they're like, "Oh, how come you don't do kills from uh, from Wrong Turn?" I would do it, but every time I do, it gets fucking flagged and then yeah. that they get taken down so quick. And so it's like definitely that's one of my favorite franchises. 
or it goes to Facebook and then they mute it. Like there's no sound or anything to it. I had done one of those back in the day when I was doing the splatter day ones, I had done one for Ron Kern. Well, one's the one, uh, is it bloodlines when they're in the snow? Uh, no, the bloodline, you did part five. Part five. That was, um, yeah. I, I, I got flagged on that and I was so disappointed because I had some good videos up and everything like that. But I, that was my favorite one, the one when they're in the snow and like an abandoned lodge or something like that. I, I thought yeah. that was super fun. Yeah, that one was cool because that, I, that touched on like the backstory of them. Yeah, am I missing out here? Like, I, so the first wrong turn, they got stuck in a DVD player in my house and it yep. literally ran like over and over and over. So I watched the first one like a thousand times. And then I was yeah. like, I'm never watching another wrong turn ever in my life. And I missed... Like, I haven't watched any of the, like, two, three, all the way to six. Dude, you would love them. You guys are, like, loving it. I, I feel like I'm missing out over oh, here. 100%. Yeah, you would love Wrong Turn. That is yeah. that is a Josh movie. Why, yeah. why are we not hanging out doing a Wrong Turn night where we watch all six? Like, what the fuck? I'll bring my water. I'll bring the tap water. I have all I have all six. I have all six. So whenever you want to come over, yeah. we, can, we can do that. We can watch all six of them. But I'm right. down. I feel like I'm really missing out on that. Everyone, you guys really love it, and I, I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm slacking. So yeah, yeah. All right. So um, the other uh, follower pick was our best sorority themed film. So I decided to do this because everybody's going back to school. Colleges just started up recently. So my idea was I'm going to do a sorority themed one this week, and then next week I'm going to do a fraternity one which uh, hopefully some people will have some good ideas for that. So best sorority themed one. Um, I think this might've been a little, the, an obvious choice. Uh, and especially because of all the answers, basically everybody said the same film except for a couple people, but black Christmas. And of course it's 1974 black Christmas, not the remake and not the other remake. So um, <laughs> the remake yeah. of the remake. Yeah, not sure why. It sounds from so I haven't seen the newest remake, and not to, like I'm obviously going to talk about the 1974, but I haven't seen the newest remake. But it doesn't even sound like it's actually a remake in that sense. It sounds yeah. like it might be a different type of movie, but they just gave it the same name. So I'm not sure why they keep doing that. That seems like a new theme that's been happening a lot. But anyways, the 1974 Black Christmas. Um, Talkative Amber was one that had talked to me about this a little bit. And she was just saying, oh, it's one of her all-time favorite films. And I totally agree with her on that. It's definitely got, like, I don't know, when you watch it, I know it kind of drags at points. And I think that can deter some people. But I feel like that's also a problem with a lot of the films from the 70s. I feel like films from the 70s, a lot of times they can drag. Obviously, Halloween excluded. But even that one can drag a little bit. Um it is. I just find it really creepy. I think it's just a creepy ass movie. Um, it's it definitely definitely gives me giving me chills. And I, I love 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 the scene with the uh, when they go into the attic and you see the person with the plastic over their face, and they're in the rocking chair. Um, I just I like this movie a ton. And um, even the remake, the earlier the second the first remake, I should say, I found that to be a super fun movie. It's not really doesn't hold a candle to the 1974, but it's definitely um, a fun little film to watch around Christmas time. But yes, sorority film theme film, best one, Black Christmas. Um, I did get a couple other votes, which I'll mention. There was one for um, Hell Night, which I thought was a good pick. I We only got one of those votes. So I wish that would have got a couple more votes because that actually was another cool film. Uh, Linda Blair, um, they're doing some kind of like frat sorority initiation and it, it's like, you know, that's a little uh, bizarre film, but it's fun. So I, anyway, I, you guys, Black Christmas, what do you think? I was a little upset that my, uh, my choice wasn't, uh, wasn't picked. <laughs> Dude, I was laughing. So <laughs> yes, yeah, so I put down uh, Dick Shark, big man on campus. <laughs> <laughs> So our ongoing joke is Josh always talks about the movie Dick Shark. So whenever me and Brandon um, like do votes and things, we always like to put in a, our own little uh, Dick Shark entry. So Brandon was Dick Shark, big man on campus. <laughs> no, that that would have 
That would have won for fraternity themes. Sorry, Brandon. Dude, why didn't you tell me I ever voted for that? <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, I'm Dude, still, I'm still awesome. waiting for Dick Shark in the Hood, though. <laughs> <laughs> and only one yeah. listener gets this reference. Only <laughs> <laughs> one. Yeah, the guy that made the movie. Bill's <laughs> about exactly. thank you very much. Yeah, Black but. Christmas, I enjoyed that film. You know, the, um, even the last remake, I thought was a little decent. But, you know, like I still have not seen the new one. It's something I'm staying away from. You know, I really don't have any interest in it, you know. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm going to check it out. What do you think, Josh? <laughs> Uh, so I watched the original a long time ago and I was really messed up and I don't remember a lot of it. And then there was like a remake and I could care less. And then there was a remake of the remake. I care even less. So I don't remember the first one cause I was so messed up when I watched it. Um, I remember putting the DVD in, but that's it. And I gotta be honest. I think it was a VHS. So there you go. All right. All right. So while we're on the topic of remakes, Josh, what do you, what do you think of, uh, them putting together the remake of the thing again. What do you think about that? Did you even know that? Uh, why would they do that? Well, I got to say the first thing was, uh, man, that was really the black and white from, I think it was 54. Um, I really yeah. love that. It was, uh, it was a vegetable. You know what I mean? They couldn't kill it. Uh, and it turned out to be a vegetable. Like it was so off the wall. And then the remake with, obviously, you know, the mutated, everything comes together. I mean, that just, I that's another one I really like, the remake. Um, I really like the original from 54. Yeah. I think it was 54. But then the remake, I really like it. They were two separate, like, standalone films to me. Um, I don't know why they would want to touch on that again. Um, well, you know there's another one, too, right? That, didn't they? Like, why would they want to fuck with it? What's that? It was one they made in the early 2000s, too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that one. See, there you go. I wouldn't. I probably I probably heard about it and was like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. The first two were, were so uniquely different. Um, like, the very first one was just a run-of-the-mill horror movie. You know, let's, we got $5,000. Let's make a monster movie, you know? And then later on, it was like, all right, let's make a really gory movie. We have the rights to this name. And then, you know, like from there, anything that came after those two, I, I just, I don't care. All right. Yeah. I, I just don't, I'm sorry. All right. So take 105. Uh, we're doing, uh, I got a book of the week that I do. And, uh, you know, uh, I read a lot this year. I read 157 books. So, uh, Whoa. I have absolutely no life. And, uh, I have Red Moon by Benjamin Percy. Yeah, big time. Uh, <laughs> I should start a book club. We That's should do that. A PPD horror book club. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so Red Moon by Benjamin Percy. Great werewolf book. Uh, totally went in the direction I did not think it was going to go. Uh, they think that it, uh, like cryanthropy is a disease, like Mad Cow or Kuru. Uh, and if you don't know Kuru, you get that from eating people. So I, I found that connection real cool, and it's just like mad cow disease. So uh, it was a really cool book, and uh, it took a terrorist twist, and then people were attacking the state of Oregon, and it was just fucking insane, insane. So read that book. And uh, then, Josh, uh, Josh what? it's actually pronounced Oregon. If you are from, from Oregon, they pronounce it as Oregon, not Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's like when I lived in Florida, they yelled at me because I sound like I'm from New York, anywhere outside of New York. New York. So, or Oregon. Oregon? Oregon. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. So, obviously, you guys did not read this book, uh, but, you know, it takes place in Oregon. Why, obviously? I like books. Because <laughs> you made fun of me for reading. <laughs> I like books. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I can see you have one holding up your chair and everything. The uh, <laughs> yeah, and then the next book is by our homie Aaron Beauregard. Uh, he donated a bunch of stuff to our movie nights. This is Dark Assembly, um, a bunch of short stories that he wrote. 
collected. And I got to tell you, they are fucking phenomenal. Um, they start dark, and by the end, uh, like you, you want to throw up the last story. It's super vile, uh, super over the top, like pushes every boundary he can push. Uh, if you like Splatterpunk, I would de definitely recommend it, especially the last days in Honduras was the last story. Um, I get touchy on kids and stuff, and this one was like super over the top, and I was like, what the fuck, and I threw the book. Uh, so anytime a book makes me throw it because it's that intense, uh, it's a really good book. Josh, did you yeah. just say you get touchy with kids? Yeah, what was the, the boat? What? Yeah, you said you got fucking touchy with kids. All right, moving on. Sounds great, dude. I, like, I can't. I want to yeah. do my book. All right. <laughs> it's not nine o'clock. Can I do my book? <laughs> uh, sounds good, dude. Um, so shout out to Aaron Beauregard again for, you know, hooking it up with the book and you know hooking us up with uh, some raffle prizes when we're doing our our live events. Good dude. Uh, Evil Examined is his podcast. Make sure you check it out. But always listen to ours as well. You can you have to listen to both of them at the same time. Get to listen to just one. Um, <laughs> so shout outs. Uh, we wanted to give a few shout outs to some uh, a few things that are are important to us or just people that we want you guys to be aware of. So one our first one we want to shout out is uh, Womp Stomp Films with Never Hike in Snow. Um, that's a new film it's a sequel is it a sequel or a prequel brandon i'm thinking it's a prequel because they're gonna do it with the ghost jason oh right so right. um yeah uh, he has he has a few a few films that's lined up so i'm gonna continue that the, the stories nice so that's premiering on october 13th um that's a friday of course um yeah josh go ahead man i i just wanted uh Give a big shout out that dude's name, uh, Vincent, who is making that film, right? Um, I can't remember his last name. Uh, he, 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 we did a Friday the 13th horror movie night, and he donated 13 DVDs of his first film, uh, Never Hike Alone. So that was really, really cool to do. Uh, that was pretty dope. Uh, he gave us some swag, too, if I remember. Oh, yeah. We raffled it all off, so... Uh, big shout out to him. Um, much love. So there, that, that was it for me. Yeah. No, I, um, Brandon and I got to meet up with him when, cause he's from mass. So it's right over the border from us and uh super nice dude uh, down to earth, but also just like a huge Friday the 13th fan um, has all these ideas for new content he wants to make that's Friday the 13th related so I really hope he gets all the opportunities that um, he deserves and that he can, because I think that someone like him is going to contribute so much to the horror community, especially those of us who love the Friday the 13th franchise. Um, he's talking about like, you know, mixed media series and stuff like that. I just think, you know, his ideas are just awesome. So big shout out to, to Vincent um, and Womp Stomp Films. Uh, make sure you go check them out. Um, I also, I, so our next shout out, I really want to, you know, I know I said it last episode, but Satanic Panic 81, who's provided music to us for the podcast, we're definitely going to have him on soon uh, so we can talk to him. But I hope you guys have been able to check him out since our our first podcast. Um, I love his horror synth. I think it's awesome. So um, I really appreciate the fact that he's allowed us to sample his music for you know our intro, our outro and all that stuff definitely go check him out his album mara is on Bandcamp, i believe um but yeah I'm, I'm loving it i i definitely am listening to it constantly so um good stuff all right guys so thanks for listening this has been an eventful hour <laughs> so uh, we appreciate it if you made it through uh keep keep an air out we'll definitely have some more content coming soon um you know we'd love to hear some feedback if you guys have it so please feel free to give us a rating leave comments on any platform they're listening or just send us a message on our uh, social medias so signing off this is dave have a great night this is brandon take it easy this is doink the one million edit joshua there you go okay. <laughs>
Josh, shut up! <laughs> shut your mouth, Josh! You shut your mouth! <laughs> oh my god! Josh, do your goddamn books, dude! Smash your glasses! <laughs> your goddamn books! Oh my god! Alright, Josh! Josh, do your books, please!